Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Sleep, 
Yeah, survey your hotel room, lift and look at your mattress, elevate your luggage, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So you definitely want to go back and hear what you need to do on a regular basis to check for those bed bugs. Okay? All right. Well, the ladies got to talking. And idols. Mm-hmm. Those sneaky idols is what I call them. Idols that really come up on you and you have no idea that you're facing and living this thing here. Well, one of the first things they talked about was you being the number one idol. Now, that's real easy to do. And that's because you can't get rid of you. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you can't get rid of you. If you put yourself in the forefront all the time, no matter what you do, no matter how you uh, move around, it is nothing but you. You put yourself before everybody else. You put yourself before God. Yes, you can become an idol. Mm-hmm. What was one of the other ones? Uh, approval. Approval. You know, unfortunately, that's how we, you know, that's how we live. In order to get your job, you have to, you know, match the approval of the uh, person who's interviewing you, right? In order to, for you to be in a relationship, in an intimate relationship, you've got to meet the approval of, you know, your mate or the person, the guy or the woman you're looking to uh, be with, right? In order to uh, be a good parent, you've got to meet the approval of your child. Our life is about being on the side of approval, whether we realize it or not, whether we want to or not. I don't know if you realize that. And because of that, you easily can shift this thing into being an idol, very unintentionally. Absolutely. But here's the thing. If you don't meet the approval of the Lord, that's where you're really going to get into some problems. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something that you really need to work on because here's the best part about this. As long as you meet the approval of the Lord, he says, seek me first. And all these things will come behind it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a nice thing to know? Wow. Wow. Well, what else? Let's get one. Relationships. We just got finished talking about relationships. Uh, you know, Elder Nartisha said it best yesterday. You know, you get this relationship and then you spend all your time praying or all your prayer time Praying about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And how much attention does God get out of all of that? 
very little. Very, very little. So, we have some things to work on, right? You got to work on, working on, working on God. All righty? All right. Now, that takes some work. Let me help you understand that. That's not going to come automatically. That is going to definitely take some time and it's definitely going to take some work because that is a learned behavior. All right? All righty. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday. Mm. Boy. As you can hear, I need some therapy this morning. Y'all pray for me. I just woke up in this weird, weird, a weird way. And I give God thanks for waking up this morning, but I can't quite get my momentum going. So y'all keep me lifted in prayer because we're supposed to have a guest on today. And I mean, she's not a guest, but she's a guest nonetheless, and I got to keep up. And I just don't have it in me, literally. It's not happening. So while we take this uh, little break here, you go get your healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. All right? A new report from the CDC reveals a disturbing statistic. statistic. The study says that 1 in 14 women smoke while pregnant. The findings reveal more than 7% of all expectant mothers smoke despite the known risks to both mother and child. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, any amount of smoking during pregnancy is too much. It puts a baby at risk for birth defects and can cause a baby to be born too early or have low birth weight. It can also raise the risk of stillbirth or sudden infant death syndrome. Well, today... Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Therapeutic Thursday. Ooh, I need me some therapy, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving God thanks that we have entered into this side of the week, and we're all well. Could be better. But, well, nonetheless, and we're going to help Pastor Steph get through this day, right? All righty. So, we got our little health tip. Hmm. So, let's get this morning started. 
being with me this morning. Oh, our health tip this morning, we're talking about signs of a stroke or a heart attack that everyone needs to know. All righty. Well, they first say that heart attacks don't always start with a sudden or severe chest pain. They say early heart attack signs can develop very slowly and may uh, make you a little unsure as to whether you're having a heart attack or not. All right, because it varies from person to person. So they say some common heart attack symptoms include mild chest pain, discomfort in your arms, back, neck, or jaw, nausea or abdominal pain, Dizziness or lightheadedness, shortness of breath, whether you have some level of exertion or not. Uh, All right, so I hope you got those symptoms. Let me read it again. Mild chest pain. All right, and it can come really slowly, and it comes and goes. Discomfort in the arms, back, neck, or your jaw. We got nausea or abdominal pain. Dizziness or lightheadedness and shortness of breath, whether you have exerted yourself or not. Okay. They say that it can even come even milder than that. They say that you can have a mini stroke, also known as TIA, and they say that can actually come up even hours, days, or months before your actual stroke. Mm. So they say the main difference between a TIA and a full-blown stroke is the fact that the uh, TIA blockage is short and you can avoid permanent brain damage. So it's not as heavy as a massive or major stroke, okay? They say that the mini stroke, the TIA, those symptoms include, got your pens, sudden headache, numbness or weakness, especially on one side of your body, Balance and walking problems. Sudden confusion. 
and difficulty swallowing. All right, let me give you those symptoms again. Sudden headache. Numbness or weakness, especially on one side of your body. Balance and walking problems. Sudden confusion. And swallowing difficulties. All right. Now... They're giving a difference between a heart attack and a stroke. Okay, they're saying that stroke symptoms are easier to discern than a heart attack. And they say one of the main distinctions is that a stroke tends to cause sudden and serious neurological symptoms, while a heart attack that main symptom is chest pain. Okay. They say in both cases the arms may be involved, but while a heart attack may cause pain to run down one or both of your arms, they say mostly your left arm, but not always. They said a stroke usually leaves you limb, I'm sorry, a stroke usually leaves one of your limbs or face feeling weak or numb. All right. They say a person having a heart attack may be able to raise both arms despite the pain. But a person having a stroke may be able to raise one but not both arms. Okay. They say stroke symptoms in a person uh, who are female and male are also similar but might be a little different. Okay, women, they say, tend to have more fainting, fatigue, incontinence, pain, and overall body weakness. They say women are also more um, likely to experience atypical heart attack symptoms as well. Okay, so they say in addition to the chest and pain and shortness of breath, the most common heart attack symptoms for both groups often have one or more of the following symptoms. Lightheadedness or fainting, pain in the lower chest or upper abdomen, upper back pain, flu-like body aches, and extreme fatigue. All right, so they say signs of a stroke or heart attack in men. So they say in men, the primary reported heart attack symptom is chest pain. They say it sometimes 
is described as a squeezing sensation or pressure, as though something heavy is resting on the chest. They say other common heart attack symptoms for men include upper body pain in the shoulders, neck, or your jaw, shortness of breath, lightheadedness, nausea, or cold sweat. All righty. They say for men, the common early signs of a stroke, sudden severe headache, weakness or numbness on one side of the body or face, vision problems, and difficulty speaking or understanding someone else's speech. All righty. So they're saying that people always ask which one is the most serious, a stroke or a heart attack. They say they both can be fatal, but a full recovery is also possible in a lot of those cases. They say uh, the outcome depends severely on the events and how quickly medical support is provided. So you always want to get help real fast. All right. Hmm. They say when treatment is prompt, successful completion of cardiac rehabilitation, a healthy lifestyle, a heart attack survivor may live many years with few reminders of the heart attack. Okay. They say, but the prognosis after a stroke can be more difficult to predict because it depends on which part of the brain was damaged by the stroke. And there can be lifelong complications even after rapid treatment and rehab. Some of the long-term complications of a stroke could be walking difficulties, swallowing problems, reduced function of one or both of the hands, incontinence, cognitive impairment. All right. They say nearly 89% of first-time stroke providers, I'm sorry, survivors, may experience one or more of the following complications soon after the event. Urinary tract infection, shoulder pain, insomnia, depression, pain other than shoulder pain, walking difficulties, and swallowing problems. Okay. They say a heart attack is more than likely the result of heart disease, which accounts for more, uh, for about one in every four deaths. Mm. And actually, 
in the United States, it's been the nation's number one cause of death. Mm. Okay. They say that a stroke accounts for one in every 19 deaths. And they say that it's the nation's fifth leading cause of death. Okay. They say if you if you suspect a stroke or heart attack, always call medical immediately. They say that it can not only save the life but also limits the damage of either the heart attack or stroke. Okay. So make sure that even if you think it's going on, it's better to be safe than sorry. They say some people don't, you know, uh, respond and call 911 because they're trying to figure it out or they think that they, you know, may be overreacting, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Call 911 and get it done, okay? All right, as I said a little while ago, for some reason I'm just not doing well this morning. And I'm sure you can hear it by the energy in my voice. So Pastor Steph is going to sign off today. I pray that each and every one of you have a blessed day. I'm so sorry that I cannot fulfill my assignment this morning. But God spares, I will be back with you tomorrow morning. Enjoy your day.